Okay, okay, <laughs> y'all. Just... Holy shit, were we we were taping that whole filthy conversation? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us again under the library. Tonight we are continuing our brand new journey in the town of Bloodstone. My name's Arthur and I'm playing Harold. Tonight we're joined by our incredible cast of investigators and last week we met their brand new characters. They are Chris as Bo, Emily as Florence, Wayne as Quentin, Scott is Yocker, and Rick is playing Philip. As always, our amazing keeper and the creator of this sandbox that we are playing in is Michael. Michael, the show's all yours. Thanks again for joining us. I am your keeper, Michael Frank. Just a reminder that Call of Cthulhu is a horror tabletop role-playing game. And with that, there's some horror themes, so some things get pretty gross, nasty, and even potentially scary. We hope you'll stick with us, but the show is intended for mature audiences, even though sometimes we don't act that way. And with that, take it away, Emily. Okay, so last week we were introduced to the town of Bloodstone, South Dakota, year is 1892. And in this town, or outside of the town, while digging for gold, Miners found a mercury-like, dark, purple substance called Lomava, which uh, now they are mining in this area instead of gold. There's a Lomava mine southeast of the city, the Bloodstone Mine. This is one of the four important places we found out about in town. There is also the Lighthouse, which is uh, lodging with gambling in a bar and body bills both the house of bust and the house of boom the house of bust is a theater and a brothel the house of boom is also a bar with gambling and then the fourth place of interest is the bloodstone expose which is the local newspaper we read an article from the local newspaper from the expose about uh the birthday of sally bailey known as rot for the smell of her rotting teeth She's the local gravedigger, and uh, we learned in the article that there have been many small coffins showing up in Bloodstone lately. Now, in these next scenes, we're going to meet all of our new characters. My character, Florence, owns a local shop with antiquities and oddities and books, and Sage, my good doctor friend in town, came into the shop. We learned from her that Many people have lost body parts lately, but they won't come to her for healing. She feels a little ostracized. Perhaps her style of natural medicine is a little, well, she feels ostracized. Um, then we move to Yocker, who is a 23-year-old coffin maker. He met the bartender, Marissa, helped her open a drawer, broke his tool along the way, and they also spoke about the deaths of children that have been happening lately in Bloodstone. Moving to Harold, Harold visits uh, the general store owned by Lloyd Hammerton and also filled with his 30 to 40 cats. 
We learned Lloyd is a bit of a braggart. He loves to hear himself talk. He has a story about everything. We also learned about Harold's current project, his guest arrival notification system. He seems to be a tinker or some sort of inventor. And to continue work on his system, he needs a tin of beans and some rope. He seems to be traveling with his wife, Millie, who also seems to have passed. We'll probably learn more about that. Quentin just got off the train, carpet bag in hand, and he is here to get a part in a play. He is an actor. He walks into town past a strange large stone and uh, bumps into a dapper man of importance who says he runs the town. However, he's not the mayor. That would be beneath him. He owns the local mine. And then Quentin is off to search for the Civic Repertory Theater. Bo rides in, passes a hog farm owned by Carter Humphrey, who claims that because he owns the land, he must charge a fee for passage. They pay the fee. It's fine. Moving on. Uh, Bo arrives at the site, the mine, and meets a strange young man of 19 who looks so drained and shriveled that he could be 90. And... Uh, his voice cracks as he speaks. He's obviously been very, very negatively affected by something. Philip also rides into town. He is looking for the general store. He lives in the mountains, but seems to have a Southie accent. He finds Lloyd in the general store, is struck by the smell of cat urine, and ends up requesting some urine in quantity for reasons yet unknown. At the same time, he's here to trade his hooch for all sorts of necessary supplies, grain, sugar, potatoes, flour, the list goes on. And since Bo has also carried a corpse into town, somebody that died on his travel uh, leading miners into Bloodstone, he goes to see Yocker and his uncle about a coffin, but passes on the coffin it was expensive, and looks for an alternative way to dispose of his corpse. Philip goes to the post office, sh shares some hooch with postman Julian Card, who fills a canteen, then sends some letters back home to Massachusetts and receives an empty envelope. Quentin headed to Body Bills, sat, to, sat down at the table, met Marissa. She warned him if he goes on stage, he might get shot. <laughs> Uh, Quentin then proceeded to perform a couple of poems, Ode to a Knothole in a Tree. I did write these down. And I built a minstrel hut for my love. Yes, a minstrel hut. I know. I know, but that's not what I heard. <laughs> no, it is um, minstrel hut. Nope, it's minstrel hut. Because you're <laughs> racist. A... <laughs> you, sir, are a racist. Marissa mentions it's strange that the miners never come into town. Quentin asks about the strange substance, the lava lomo lomava, and rolls a 100, which we're going to deal with at the beginning of this oh, session. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> uh, she brought him two shots and adds two drops of purple liquid. Quentin shoots the shots, and Marissa says, "Welcome to Bloodstone." Uh, 
before I go to the final thing, I'll just mention something I forgot from the beginning. We read an article about Sally Rot Bailey, nicknamed for the smell of her rotting teeth. She's the grave digger. And she also mentioned the preponderance of small coffins lately. In the final scene of last week, we all hear a voice in the street. Pete, you get out here this instant, yells a man with two guns. And uh, we all run out to see what's going on. Impeccably dressed Pete swaggers into the street, perfect and out of place. And the gun-wielding man yells, I'm going to kill you. I know you took her. See, the only thing you missed is uh, I introduced, Yacker introduced himself to Quentin in the bar. Oh, I did write Yacker and Quentin talk in the bar. I skipped some of the things I wrote down in interest of time. I'm sorry, Yacker. No, no. I it was, that was pretty good. Yacker thought that Quentin was making fun of his height. And oh, yeah. Back down. Okay. And Yacker works for the, his uncle. It's the Seraphim Falls Funeral Parlor. Which is way Seraphim better than Falls. what I wrote, which was the funeral part or the yeah the funeral parlor originally. Seraphim Falls, like it. Yeah, it's got a nice ring to it. It's to wash away all the blood off the stones. All right, so as as y'all hear the men yelling at each other in the streets, uh, there's uh, the the one man again says. Pete, get out here. I know you took her. And he's waving his gun and he's, he's obviously mad as hell and uh, kind of like classic old West scene, right? People start clearing the streets. There's going to be bullets in the streets. And so people are poking their heads out of which you six or some of those. And um, so I wrote down that Pete swaggered into the street. He doesn't seem at all worried about the gun wielding yeah. man. That's what this, it is, this is correct. What's that, Quentin? Okay. I said that's what it seemed to be. He in this impeccably he's impeccably dressed in a yellow suit, wasn't it? Uh, he has on a yeah, he has on a, a bright yellow shirt. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh and a normal kind of darker trousers. Uh but his swagger into the street just oozes confidence. He has no fear okay. whatsoever. Um, Yacker had a shirt like that. Yacker would feel confident. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, he says, Andy, you don't want to meet your maker today, do you? But I know you took her, Pete. I know you did. We're going to settle this right here. You're right, Andy. I'll settle it right here. Is that what you want? And uh, as uh, as Andy goes to lower his gun at Pete, uh, make a sanity roll, Quentin. Ooh. Hmm. All right. My sanity roll of the day. <laughs> I've been prepared for a roll so soon. Um, oh yeah, got that one. Okay. 26. All right. So what the rest of you see is Andy lowering his gun at Pete and, uh, you don't even see Pete's hands move. You just hear a shot go off and Andy falling in the street. What Quentin sees 
is Andy lowering his gun almost in slow motion and the bullet firing out of Andy's gun towards Pete. Um, what you see from Pete, uh, Quentin, is you you actually see a dark shadow fly out of his gun before he even fires and swallow up the bullet of Andy's gun. And then you see a, yeah, you, you don't see a, you see it all kind of in slow motion. You see the hammer fall forward on Pete's gun and you see the lead just move slowly through the air and then just tear open um, a hole in Andy's chest and he falls wow. to the ground. And uh, it's it's pretty quiet, and uh, and Pete starts walking towards Andy, who's laying on the ground bleeding out, and and he's holstering his weapon, and he says, "Death be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. It might simply be pleasure disguised as a foe." And uh, and he walks over to. Um, to uh to andy's body and he pulls out a cigarette and he drops it on andy's body and walks away wow well i i guess peer, peering out of uh body bills i i would step out and i forget the accent i was using for quentin at this point <laughs> it was highfalutin highfalutin that's right because that was his uh but that was his fake accent because he really doesn't talk that way. So, um, he was, good Lord, it's his, did you see what happened? Actually, I guess in his regular voice, he would go, good Lord, did you see what happened on the street out there? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with, and he steps out in front of the bar and walks, steps into the street and does a double take looking at the, the two, the antagonists of this and uh, the other fellow and going and says over. Uh, uh, I think Qu Quentin is about to say, what he's thinking and he says that is completely unnatural what i saw it's something is uh something is afoot here but he holds back his tongue right before he says that because it seems uh, well he looks over at the at the fellow dressed in the yellow shirt and what kind of does he look back or what kind of expression does he have on his face uh the it's it's neither it's neither pleasure nor nor pride in the moment or disdain. He's just he's pretty neutral. Maybe a slight curl up at the edge of the mouth. Okay. And I and I, do, I the only comment I make I said, sir, you do not seem to be in uh, any. I was going to say, well, how do you say it of of. Uh, any discomfort that you have just killed this man, joy or sorrow. I'm going back to my Southern voice. <laughs> he says, I've got well, every accent in the world. Well, I hitch my horse to the hitching post and I just uh, sort of say to myself, that's a problem with these boom towns is the people always get here long before the law arrives. And uh, uh, he, he says, I, I'm sorry, fine sir. You are dressed in staggeringly fine uh, garments. I don't believe I've had the pleasure of making your acquaintance. I have not had the pleasure of making. I have not had the pleasure of making your acquaintance either, sir. I was, you know, and my name is Quentin Berry, actor from the East Coast, from Boston to Washington. 
And I step and I just go straight out to the street holding my hand out for, you know, a handshake. And he says, Quentin, I am Pete the Poet, and the pleasure of meeting you is all mine. Pete the Poet? Pete the Poet. Oh, it is indeed a pleasure. Poetry. Ah, a high-minded fellow who can also shoot a gun. I said, hmm. He says, give me a can or two. If we want to go back for some whiskey, let's shoot some cans. I'll show you what I can do. <laughs> I, I would love to. Uh, I have to confess that I am probably a better shot than you may be. Oh, very well. It very well could be. I don't brag about anything in life. Why try to be better than someone? There's always someone taller. There's always someone shorter. Just move ahead. Because Yaku's going to call out, I heard that. I <laughs> is, that another, is that another dig at me? I heard that. Yaku don't like you. um in the in the background and we'll continue quentin the the pete the poet conversation and um what the rest of you see is a woman moving quickly into the street and uh dousing uh the man on the ground um with uh some sort of water like she's oh. sprinkling him and probably praying over his body. Oh, I see. I had been I had planned to check to see if he was dead or alive while the conversation was going on. So I'm probably yeah. at the body when she approaches. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I, I I would have also when the heard the shot and commotion, I was watching, I would have gone out. Okay, perfect. All right, then uh we'll we'll get to that one in a second. Um Quentin, uh Let's see, where did we leave off with Pete here? Oh, uh, you, you were saying you don't brag. And, and Pete says, I do not consider it bragging to leave the words around like fragmenting shards of light, for it is simply the gift that I have, and that gift is mine to give. This is indeed beautiful, beautiful, beautiful poetry for such a dark, dark, bloody town. And said, "How did you ever get uh, attracted to such a such an interesting place?" But why is it so dark, Quentin? I must ask you that. I mean, what I see out here—people living free, a little blood gets spilled, certainly, but nobody's living within any constraints. We are all poets out here. My poetry just happens to be the word. Oh. His poetry was to die. And today was that day for him to share his poetry with all of Bloodstone. Ah, uh, so I see you're a man who celebrates true freedom, absolute positive uh, freedom of life. Is there any other kind of freedom? I mean, there's no freedom if there's restraints. Uh, that's why I've come to this town, to, to, to smell the essence of its freedom, because certainly on the East Coast, and along the whole, most of the United States, it's disappearing quite quickly. Out here in the great frontier, there's freedom from there to there, up and down, east and west. Ah, uh, well, I look forward to you bringing some of that joyous linguistic talent to our town and making our freedom just a little bit brighter. A pleasure to make your acquaintance, my friend. I hope to see you again soon. 
and uh, make a psychology roll. Ooh. I don't know if I have that very well. Um, give me one moment. Pretty low. Nope, not even close. Okay. But there's just, you can't put your finger on it, but something really strange about that guy strikes you. And you, you can't help but just follow him with your eyes as he walks away. And uh, he never even looks back at you. But mm. he, yeah. All right. Uh, Florence, Philip, y'all run to the body. Anybody else? I'll be walking over to the body as well. Okay. To me, it's just another dead guy. I've seen enough of them in my days. Sure. Um, so this woman that's uh, uh, yeah, the the woman that is um, kneeling over the body and Florence and Philip, you'll hear her praying as um uh as you walk up and you hear her saying may the spirits that have taken you from this world not follow you into the afterlife may god watch over you and protect you and hold you dear dear child come back and join your creator but do not let those devils follow you and um and so she's indeed kind of blessing his corpse and you know there's a few like little blood bubbles that pop out here and there um, but he's pretty much uh, Philip. He, he's dead. Dead. Like I can't try and do any type of first aid. Like he's. Yeah, you can. You can try some first aid. Do some first aid. Where was he shot? In the chest. Where in the chest? Center mass. Just right in the middle. Yeah. Zone yeah. seventy-two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll come up. I'll go. Lift his uh, leg. Up, pump him up and down. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'll come up. I, <laughs> you're you're on it tonight, Quentin. Yeah, uh, this cat, he 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 ain't doing so hot. Uh, let me see what I can do here. I uh, I, I think he's got himself a, a lethal there injury. Uh, this isn't gonna be nice. Uh, and I'll just uh, is the lady like hovering over him, or can I just sort of push her to the side? I was uh, going to usher her away as long as it looks like you're halfway competent. Okay, Florence, you're gonna know her. Uh, oh, she's the okay. she's the reverend in town, so it's uh, Reverend Philomena Cunningham. But I didn't know and Andy. You did not know Andy. Okay. Did I know Andy? Um, I, I I don't I don't think you would have known Andy. Didn't you just show up? <laughs> I've been in the mountains. I come in to get supplies. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, no, you didn't know Andy. Andy, right. uh, somebody make a spot hidden or a, or a psychology or some sort of judgment role. Who for what? Yep. Okay. So, Philip, your assessment of him is um, he's very dirty and grimy and um, you're, you're kind of like you're you're using your doctor eyes and making a quick assessment of the gun in his hand is old and rusted, um, and and you're guessing that he's probably a minor, but you you know you wouldn't know for sure. Okay, uh, uh, yeah, this this guy himself, he's uh 
he, 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 he's got himself a case of the uh, the the shot in the gut, uh, and uh, I'll go over and uh, try and and put my finger sort of where the bullet track is and to see what what's going on as I'm probing. Sure. Uh, so uh, so at it, this point, Yaka is there with a the horse, and Yaka says, "Oh, excuse me, sir, but he yeah, got shot in the chest, and I don't think we keep our guts at our chest." <laughs> nice one, Yaka. I could be wrong. I'm I'm just a uh, uh, a mortician, and I make things, but I've never seen guts up in the yeah. chest before. What I kind was, of doctor yeah. are you? It all comes down to uh, what angle uh, he was shot at, you see, because uh, you could have a uh, cross-penetrating injury there, Yaka. And if you uh, had seen enough bodies, you would know such things. Uh, it's I've not seen a, simple, a lot of bodies. Yaka knows what a gut shot is. <laughs> I know gut shots, and I know them all. And maybe if they shot him with something real big and push it up, that's possible. All right, all right. Why? Well, I. Oh, my gosh. Yaka, you slipped into um, Beagle. I, I know it threw me off hard. I was like, what's I can't do this. Okay, Florence is just going to step in for a minute. This is not what's important here. Is the man going to make it or not? Well, I, 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 I was successful on my uh, first aid role there, uh, Keeper. Uh, I've got my finger in his chest. Uh, okay, so a, as you as you push your finger into his chest, how successful were you? Regular success. I was just I was one yeah. knuckle deep. So as you push your yeah, as you push your finger into his chest, uh, you you can feel the heart beating around your finger, hmm. and uh, your while your finger is in there, you're plugging the blood loss. Oh, all right. To say, well, I, I, I think uh, I think I stopped the ship from uh, sinking here, but uh, the Titanic is going on as well. We don't do something. I say, get me a uh, get me a pair of uh, what what instruments you guys got, or better yet, hand me my bag. And uh, I, I, Yaka, I just, excuse I me, Yaka has another question. What's this Titanic you mentioned? Yeah, what? Sorry, I don't know the. <laughs> I will grab the bag and deliver a, it to. He's from the future again. I, I gesture to my Every port, campaign. and there's this dirty brown uh, a bag uh, on the uh, a horse attached to it. So, uh, um, so I go, all right, open that up, and uh, go ahead and hand me the uh, saw and a couple of the uh, the four steps there, and uh, we'll see what we can do. I'm sorry, the what? Ah, goddammit. Uh, Frontier gynecologist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, get, 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 give, me, give, <clears throat> give me the saw. I think you know what a saw is, right? The, the saw. You want yeah. the saw. Oh, I need the saw. This is the saw. Okay. Yeah, Losing Scott in five, four, <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah, give me the saw. All right, go ahead and, uh, and then get me the little things that look like two forks. Oh, boy. Okay, I think probably these. All right, and then and get get me the things that look like a pair of uh, scissors. Scissors, okay. Yeah. Scissors, I can do. Here okay. you are. Okay. All right, and then, and then I'm gonna go ahead here and I. Okay. And start to cut into just I'll across the ribs. That's it. I say, what's your name, dear? Florence. Wait, where's Yaka going? Yaka, Yaka, I need you to hold the other side. Yaka? Oh, I don't think so. Yaka's <laughs> Yaka's up on the up, up on the side vomiting <laughs> over his horse. Yeah, Yaka, I need your help. What? God damn it, these morticians. Um, anybody? 
Anybody? Philip, do you think you can save this man? I I don't know. I mean, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll be fun Philomena trying. Comes over. Philomena jumps in and um and says, uh, "I'll I'll lend you a hand." All right, all right. Well, take this uh, force up here, and I need you to hold this open so I can get a better view of what's going on. And no problem. She does. Uh, she gets her hands right in there. All right, you're holding that. All right, perfect. And, and I'm going to crack another rib open and over and so I can get a better view of what's going on in there. And I, I see presumably uh, blood. Um, and so I say, anybody, you got, you got a hanky? You got a, you got a, anything? I need cotton. Something to, something to sap this up. <laughs> a heavy, an absorbent and, and this, wool would do. And this I starts- have something in my shop. Andy starts coughing a lot of blood up. Ah, uh, God, we don't got time. We don't got time. And I, and I look, are you, what are you wearing, Florence? I have long skirts. Okay. Am I tearing my skirts? I say, I say, give me some of that skirt there, dear. <laughs> All right, wonderful. And I, I just start cramming it into his chest to soak up the blood. Uh, do, I, do I get a better track of what's going on? I can do another, I can do a medicine roll. Does that make sense? Yeah, let's let's yeah. medicine roll. Probably at disadvantage at this point. Oh, it's an eleven. I keep that. And a fifty-two, which which is a which is a regular success for me. So um, okay, uh, so you see you you see that the bullet is lodged, uh, basically all the way back against the spine. Uh, um, okay. Well. Uh, we're and as very... you do this, I mean, blood's just pouring out everywhere, right? This big open wound that you've made now. Come on, I'm, I've not been gone long enough here. No, he's, say, he's still say, filleting Andy. I say, I need something to cauterize. <laughs> fire? Anyone got anything? Branding Again, fire? I can run back to my shop. I don't have anything on me. Are there two people in this town? All right, anybody? <laughs> There's, there's got to be a blacksmith. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Is there a blacksmith? Yeah. Make a make a luck roll. Oh, that's a ninety. That's a ninety right there. That's not good. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the um, this guy shows up, and um, he has a uh, uh, he has a a big flat branding iron and it's red hot and he grazes your shoulder with it. Fuck you, Dad. Wonderful. Um, and he just stares at you. You son of a bitch! You, you, you branded my arm! What are you doing there? Watch where you're going. Now now take that and I and I sort of I sort of say Florence. And uh, oh, oh, Philomena, hold open that chest wall. And 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 Philomena says to you, "You look, you look a little green in town. That guy next to you is blind." Ah. <laughs> uh, I say, all right, all right. What's his name? What's your name, sir? Who just burned me? Uh, hang on. Oh crap! I didn't. Oh, it's uh, he he doesn't respond, and Philomena says, 
His name's Bart, but don't expect him to talk to you too much. <laughs> He's deaf and mute. Is that how bad I rolled? Okay. So... <laughs> Just a deaf mute guy walking around with a red hot brain. <laughs> well, he's not deaf. Okay. He's, he's blind. He's blind and he's not talking to you. Okay. Hey, bot. Hey, bot. Just, I, I need you to just let me take, and I'm going to try and reach for the, where his hand is, where the, I'm, I'm just going to take this branding iron because, because I need a, I need a cauterize this, this wound. Okay. I probably know Bart. Can Ooh. I try to reassure him? Sure. I really, yeah, yeah. I think, I think this man's trying to do good. Can you give him your iron, Bart? <laughs> so, uh, and and he does. He gives you his iron. I mean, he showed up with it. So okay. And then I'll, I'll use that to go in, and I'll try and whatever is the most sort of hemorrhaging site. Try and carterize whatever those that is. Yaker, uh, you want to cover your ears. <laughs> all right so um you you push this it's a flat circle iron and you push it right flat into the chest and you and philomena just get a nose full of barbecuing flesh um yep. as it as it seals it all up um you'll need a you'll need a an extreme medical success for this to work Uh, you know, Andy was a nice guy. I never knew him, uh, but, but we've done everything we can for helping Andy here. Um, is he, he's, he's, I got a 60. Uh, for me, that's a regular success. Yeah. So, um, so his, his legs kick out one final time and, um, and he spasms a little bit. And then he's pretty much still. Well, I, uh, I, you know, we did everything we could, but here's your, and I, there's probably some like flesh seal yeah. for the yeah, end yeah. of it, right? Yeah. I go, but here's your your branding guy, and I appreciate that, but I, I then forget that he's blind. I'm just holding it up in the air, and I go, oh, kind of a bitch, and I kind of grab his arm. I say, here you go, bot. And I give him back his branding iron. And he says, he, you, you just get a grunt from him. Uh, mm. And then yeah. he, he starts heading, he starts heading out. Uh, and uh, Phila, Philomena looks up at you and says, uh, she looks startled for a moment. And, oh. <clears throat> and she grabs your wrist. Wow. And Listen, I, this is all and, in a good day's work, Velamina. I don't. Oh. <laughs> she says uh, she's dressed in. By the way, she's dressed in like trousers and uh, a kind of a plain working shirt with the sleeves rolled up. And uh, she says, "Oh, the sixth has arrived." And like it gets uncomfortably hot around your wrist, and she's squeezing really hard. And she says, Thank you for not waiting to do God's good work. You did well today. And then uh, she uh, just lets your arm go. Oh, 
oh, okay. And I look at, do I have like a mark left on my arm or is it just warm? It's just warm. It just hurts like hell. You're like, she's obviously very strong. It, it, much stronger than you expected her to be. Okay. Yeah, Dip, Philomena, was your mother an ox? What the hell are you doing there grabbing people by the wrist like that? It's supposed to lift them up to God, but figuratively. Um, and so I, I'll go and I'll, and I'll go over to Andy. And you're still there, Florence? Uh, yeah. And I'll, and I'll reach into Andy's chest and I will pull out the wad of uh, skirt cloth and I'll sort of I'll sort of ring it and I'll sort of <laughs> fling it out a little bit. And I was like, Oh, honey, you keep that. Well, no, no, no. Waste not, want not. Uh, you got to, you got to re reuse and re recycle. I think I'm going to come up with that term for the first time ever. <laughs> I'm going to turn around and walk over to Philomena. Okay. Well, I'll fold it up then. And I'll put that into my little snapback. All right, and uh, so Yaker's gonna uh, sort of look around to see if the constable's coming uh, or whoever, because uh, I want to bring the body to the graveyard. I mean, to the to the morgue, whatever. But, but Funeral there's, home. There's no there's nobody coming. People are starting to mill about and do their do their normal thing, which you're used to, Yaker. You yeah. you never you never wait for the sheriff around here. All right, so uh, all right, especially especially for a, kind of a dirty man like this. You, you need a you need another you need uh, a uh, Quentin would have gone over at some point. Uh, Quentin would have gone up being his background uh, in as a nurse and seen some of this curious curious medical aspect stuff going on and uh, You could have been handing stuff to the doctor. Quentin's more of an observer. I'm not really a nurse. I just played one on the stage. And <laughs> <laughs> just then says a, uh, a very interesting uh, procedure that you have there of uh, uh, attempting to save that poor man. Well, we call that wilderness medicine out here. We don't got any of them fancy toys in the operating rooms out, out east, you know. You got to do what you can to survive out here. Ah, uh, well, the, what I saw mostly in the field was saws chopping off legs and such like that. So not dissimilar to what you were doing. Your name? Now me, I'm Philip Donna. Ah, uh, Quentin Berry. Pleased to make your acquaintance. And, yeah, and, pleasure. Uh, pleasure. New, new to town? I am as well. Well, I, you could make some arguments. I'm new wherever <laughs> I go, but uh, I, I live up in the mountains. I, I, I just come down here for supplies once in a while. And, and, and uh, apparently uh to help out when uh, trouble happens uh, and as i'm talking to you i'm i'm, I'm trying to i'm patting the guy down um <laughs> does he have anything on him people? yeah well his revolvers and so i'm going to bend over and uh, also uh be doing the same thing you are and just kind of patting you on the back and says interesting oh. revolver, interesting <laughs> revolvers here and because uh, he, he was brandishing two oh, of them. oh right you. So both of us are just sitting there patting each side of him down, talking about our medical <laughs> Meanwhile, background. Yaker is right behind you guys going, ah, oh, it looks to me like you're trying to steal his stuff, but I got to take the body in. That's okay. He won't be needing these where he's going, and we just take them. But I also whisper into Philip's ear, um, and if Yaker's there. Uh, this is I, getting hot. And, First, they're like group patting a dude. Now they're whispering. whispering. 
That accent is so hot. <laughs> Anachronistic necrophilia in Bloodstone on the next episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's getting me real hot and steamy under the calla. So uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper to well whisper to Quentin and Yawker so in a voice loud enough, and then I will say, uh, as we're leaning over, I said, "This man, I was like, this man was not killed." In a natural manner, something most curious happened from the gun of the uh, his opposition, and uh, and I, I look around me in a in a manner, a curious mm. manner to say. Um, uh, I've seen so many bodies lately; none of them seem to die the regular way. The regular. Say, There's too many deaths around. None of it makes sense. What are you rolling for, Philip? I, I did a psychology roll to see if I could tell if you were out of your mind or telling the truth and I, I failed that so um uh, might be because you're out of your mind good point good point well this is happening could i invite philomena back to the shop to clean up because we're both pretty bloody of course absolutely and all right but so i i'll just i'll just leave it at, at that and i say uh, i say, well i'll just be taking a revolver with me and uh Philip, if you would sit down for a, a glass of whiskey and Yawker as well, because I've met Yawker before. You seem to be a, a man of uh, a good intelligence. And uh, I'd like to just to relate what I saw happen on the street and see if you you can uh, concur. If you could give me it. just a couple minutes, let me get the body over to the cemetery. Okay. Well, well, come to the come morgue. out to Morgueville's and join us morgue. the Do they have morgues in no, the, in the no, Wild no. West? No, they, they, have barely, they barely have law. Yeah. All right. Morgue's too highfalutin a concept. All right. Well, wherever you take the body, I guess Quentin and I can uh, help bring the body. And uh, I say, say, well, for lucky for you two gents, you've got one of the uh, area's most renowned uh, hooch makers over here. So uh, I'm happy to provide ourselves uh, a little bit uh, uh, to uh, make this transition and uh, celebrate the life of Andy. I think that's going to be very important. (laughs) And his demise. So, Michael, maybe well, if you go to other people, then that'll be the time that we're bringing the body over to Seraphim Falls. Cool. And there's a couple things I want. Uh, Quentin, the, if you picked up the, the revolver off the ground, it's a, it's a rusted uh, 22 caliber Smith & Wesson. Okay. Um, uh, Philip, uh, while you were patting the body, do a spot hidden check. Did they even have 22 caliber bullets back then? Okay. Uh, I got, yeah, I I got a D- hard success. Derringers. Okay. Were... Yeah. You got a hard success? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you found a, uh, 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 it's quite odd too, uh, given how he looks. It's a silver case with a small amber stone on the top, and it uh, appears to be a cigarette case. Uh, you're right, Art. 32 is the uh, smallest caliber they had. Well, well damn it. it. Then not you got meaning a to question 30... the DM. I was just trying to picture guys having a gunfight down the middle of an old west street, and one of them has a 22. Got a <laughs> plinker. Like a little cap gun. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to give. I wanted him to have a plinker. This is on the this yeah, is on that yeah. weapons sheet that you yeah, sent. It says that, um, uh, yeah, Derringers are 32s. 
All right, we'll give him a 36 Colt Navy then. How's that? Is that less anachronistic? Never heard of a 36, but okay, great. That sounds perfect. I'm not a big gun guy, so. All you need to know is yeah, if you want to sure kill someone a, a dead, you want a 45. A Derringer is a 25 caliber. Whoa. Yeah, I'm just going smaller. by this uh yeah, this thing from the book. Uh but uh yeah. Oh, a Derringer, a Derringer would have been a 44. Yes, a 44. I think the ones I think yeah, I think the ones in Cthulhu in the handbook must have been later models. So, uh Florence, you have a 44 Derringer. Oh, I said shh after I wrote that. I have a gun, everyone! Yay! Oh, here we go. Right. There's a there's a 31 Colt pocket gun. Man. Little tiny. Poo poo. Everybody forget that. Oh, here we go. Oh, you know, oh wait, here we go. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate that. There's a 22 Smith and Wesson right. rifle. Yeah. The... Revolver. Sorry. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. he was going for. Yeah, that's what I was going for. 22 okay. Smith and Wesson. Oh well, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, so you find you find the cigarette case, and um, Florence, sorry, I outed you. It's okay. All right, so you and Philomena are headed to. Are you go, are you going to Potter's place? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and she says, Florence, I know you know we are at war with Satan. Nothing less. Nothing less than Satan himself is in this town, and and we must destroy him. I know some strange things have been happening lately. Who was this Andy? I don't even recognize him. He's never come into the shop. Don't matter. I, I don't know who he was either, but I, I need to know, do you have the good book in your shop? I have actually many. I have many wonderful books, many wonderful, <laughs> wonderful books. Yes. No, I have, uh, I have some beautiful historic specimens. Some beautiful doesn't matter if they're beautiful. And... Doesn't, doesn't matter if they're pretty, they, they got God's word. And do you read it? Well, you know, I, I read a lot of things. Filipina. No, Florence, Florence, this is your soul at stake. Do you read it? I read a lot of things, Philomena. Here, let's get you cleaned up. Florence, it doesn't matter how clean my hands are. There is abominations about. There are malevolent spirits. <laughs> I'm sure there are, my dear. Let me just, uh, here, take this towel and go in the back room. You'll find some water there. Florence, you can't change the subject. I ain't washing my hands. I ain't washing my hands of this matter. I need to know that you read it. Promise me. I'll crack a book later today. Make a persuade roll on that. <laughs> uh, huh. That's a fail. I ain't leaving. Philomena, I ain't you washing know me. my hands. 
I've been here for years. I know you, and I know that you're a pure spirit. I'm just trying to help you. All right, then. Then I'll take that. If you're trying to help me when I call upon you, you'll come. I'll do whatever I can. I will. All right, Florence. And she, uh, she takes her hands and she just rubs the blood on her trousers. And she starts Great. heading off down the street. Oh, Philomena, can you just tell me before you go, what was that you said about the sixth arriving? That's not any scripture I know. And she looks back at you and she smiles and she says, we're all here now. And soon I'll be calling for you. Me? Am I one of the six? You? Oh, you're not one of the six. You're one of the seven. Seven oh, is a whole Oh dear, now you're oh, just not God. making any sense. We're all Cylons. <laughs> <laughs> We're the final five. Oh. Well, why, well, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, well, you you call me if I can do anything for you. You call me if you can uh, tell me what's going on. It's been a she day. Says, she says, don't worry, Florence. I will be in touch. Okay. Oh, uh, as soon as this all happened, I had long since gone into the bar. I didn't even stick around. Okay. Which but bar? The 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 grubby. Okay. Grubby, tawdry, body body bar. Got it. Okay. And uh, I go up to the bar and uh, order myself uh, order myself a glass of whiskey. Classic. Okay, so, leave the bottle. Okay, so that's that's going to be Marissa, right? Who yeah, uh, uh, Yocker helped and Quentin's met. Um, so I go, uh, so, howdy, I go, howdy, ma'am. My name is uh, Bo. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Thank you in advance for your service. Well, Bo, welcome to Body Bills, where pleasure is our business. Could I set you up with one of our fine ladies for the day? Uh, I, I'll need a room to stay uh, for tonight, but uh, uh, I got a question about a fella who uh, probably has done a lot of business uh, with these beautiful ladies here. A uh, man named Asa Watts. The man's a uh, large hirsute fella, could easily have been mistaken for a bear. And, and uh, I know he he loves his liquor. He uh, he's a uh, I met him while I was gold mining, and I know his character. He's a financially um, uh, you could say incontinent, financially incontinent fella. <laughs> as soon as he makes the money, he uh, spends it on uh, liquor and fine women like you have here. Uh, make a persuade and or or a persuade or a charm roll. Hey, let me see what I have here. I have a uh, a decent persuade. I uh, just barely made it, so just a regular success. Okay. And uh, let's see. Oh, and I tell her, uh, I tell her he's uh, uh, if he's in town, he's definitely uh, working the mines. She says, uh, 
Mr. Bo. Yes, Can I call you Mr. Bo? Uh, you, yes, you feel free to call me that. I know a lot of people that come looking for other people. She goes, I don't think the turnip truck was the one that I fell off of. The turnip cart. What's it? Was a truck? Yeah, the turnip <laughs> cart. I, I didn't under- just fall off the turnip cart. I understand, ma'am. I understand. And uh, here, let me pay for that bottle of whiskey. And uh, I slide out not only, let's say, what's whiskey, like $2 a bottle. I slide out a, uh, a $10 bill and say, you keep, you feel free to keep that change if it uh, helps clear your recollection a bit. Lisa, she takes it and she looks at you and she says, hmm, Mr. Bo, you are quite persuasive in your uh, negotiating. What's this, uh, Mr. Watts, to you? Well, um, well, ma'am, uh, we used to uh, be miners together up at uh, Pikes Peak in uh, Colorado, uh, gold mining. Um, let's say we had a, a fallen out, so to speak, and uh, he owes me a little something. So I would like to just find him and see if we can settle that score. And let's say that I find this Mr. Watts for you. Do you think that, oh, maybe I'd be entitled to a little bit of that score? Oh, yes. I think I could make it well worth your while because this matter is of utmost importance to me. I would not be stingy in my my sharing. Well, Mr. Bo, I think that we could... uh, be partners she goes let me see what i can find out for you and i'll make sure that you find this mr watts before he finds you excellent excellent as i say i'll be staying in uh, one of the rooms upstairs so you'll be seeing a lot of me just let me know if uh, you hear tell of anything and I will tell you that a man of your means, most people don't use those rooms for the night, oh. if you know what I mean. Oh, yes, I, I do know what you, you mean. mean. Could you recommend a place I could stay in town where, say, business isn't, isn't being conducted on an hourly basis? You, you might uh, check out the lighthouse down the road. Thank you, ma'am. It's been a pleasure making your acquaintance. Oh, Mr. Bo, I believe the pleasure has been all mine. And I head out to the uh, to the lighthouse. What time of day is it? Um, yeah, it's like two. It's, you know, a little past noon. Okay. Uh, so, Michael, when this was all happening, Harold was looking out his window. Um, okay. He would have dropped his steel uh, sh- shutters. Uh, oh, yeah. And then okay. like sort of peeked out. Uh, he, he was watching where Pete went after. Hmm. That's a great question. Let's take a look where Pete went after. Let's see.
heat. Yeah. Pete headed into body bills. Okay. But uh, while you were in the bar, bar part, Bo, so there's, there's two parts. There's the House of Busts and the House of Boom. And Busts is like the more brothily theater part. And Boom is the gambling and the bar. And so uh, Pete went into the House of Busts. Hmm. Oh, so I would still be in the House of Boom because I've right. got, I got a whole bottle of whiskey to work my way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're um, they're connected. They have a doorway that connects them. Okay, but but there's not they're they don't share a room. Is what it, there's not think one of it big like two open. building. Yeah, it's two building fronts next to each other, and they share a doorway in between. Okay, okay. So so that I can remember these. <laughs> is busts the gambling place where you go broke you go bust no. or bust, no. bust, is, bust, the, bust the is the brothel and the theater okay and okay. boom is where you is, go bust. Is gambling in the bar okay i'll put all this stuff in our page on that website that i forgot the name of chronica. that's convincing chronica. right yeah yeah <laughs> chronica i'll put it all in chronica Sweet. And some of it's already in there in Chronica. So, what else, uh, Harold? Uh, so, yeah, just pay attention to where he went uh, and then probably we'll go right back to working. Okay. All right. On your uh, guest notification device? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guest arrival notification. Okay. All right, so I can't uh, wait to arrive as a guest of yours. <laughs> Send out the invitations. Does it ding? <laughs> it, it's it, a tin of beans that goes ding. It, it does ding after quite a delay from the guests. Uh, oh boy, it's gonna perspective. Be okay, uh, Florence, when. Uh, Philomena left. You were obviously a bit settled by her departure. Uh, and yeah, she's always been a little, a little pushy, but this was above and beyond. And yeah. I don't want to be the seventh part of any of that business. Michael, has it been enough time for us to have delivered the body? To my uncle Jeb, we can head back to the bar. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. All right, let's go get our drink on. So after I change and clean myself up, I'm going to head out also to the bar in the hopes that I will find some of these people that were strangers to me, but that witnessed this event because I am still feeling unsettled and i want to figure out what's going on okay so i'll head to the boom okay bust no i'm going he to said boom. the bar he said the bar was in the boom <laughs> that yeah the, yeah bars in the gambling and bars in the boom boobs are in the bust boobs boobs in theater and the busts bar and gambling in the boom <laughs> 
Okay, we're going to the boom. All right. I was going to say, do we got we do we gather uh, Yocker and Philip and uh, Florence? Uh... You were actually you were with me. Uh, you guys went with me to bring the body to oh, Sanford okay. Falls to my uncle Jeb. All right. As a as a threesome, we'll head back to bodies and uh, and uh, we'll see who we know as we settle down at a table with a carpet bag and booze and hooch and the banshee and the banshee yeah that's right eats right through the bottom of glasses <laughs> I gotta double cork it cause uh, she, she's a howler wow I have no idea what that means I don't think I want to <laughs> Oh, that's awful. All right. Uh, so y'all head into the house of boom. And uh, Quentin, as you and Yocker take a table, is Philip with you? Philip's with you, right? Mm-hmm. So as the three of you take a table, Marissa comes over and uh, sets down a few glasses and says, oh, back so soon, honey. To who? To you. To Quentin, he says, "Yeah." I said, "I said, yes. It was just a, a little foray off to, to d- dispose of a body in uh, Yawker's uh, place of establishment, and and here we are again. Uh, let's sit down and have a little discussion of what happened." And I look at her, and I said, and "I said, have you any?" And just asked straighter out, "Have you seen anything amazingly, incredibly odd?" such as the event today, which just didn't seem quite real. And I look at her right in the eye. And whatever do you mean, honey? Oh, there what was, a... was so odd about a, another man shooting another man in the middle of Bloodstone? Yocker can tell you that happens every yeah, day. It happens too much around here. Ah, uh, but sometimes it's how things happen. That's the strange thing, not the actual thing that happened. And there was a very curious aspect to uh, how this fellow Pete was undone by Andy. It wasn't in a natural form. Mm. Oh, I saw, and all I saw was the guns and the bullets and the shooting, and then he got hit in the chest. I didn't yeah, see I mean, nothing strange. I, I mean, it was pretty normal, uh, you know, uh, when you're shot in the chest to then find a bullet in said chest, uh, which I did. And... Uh, uh, that 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 would follow. But the, but the curious thing wasn't wasn't the bullet that came from Andy. The most strange thing was the the bullet that was shot at Andy disappeared in a grayish odd ooze almost that came forth in front of him. He well, should. You want to make a listen roll to see if you hear him talking about all this? Uh, I I figured that I'm so I hear all these different accents and yeah. I'm so used to being on the trail. Uh, 25, yeah. yeah. I pick up on it immediately that this okay. might be something All right. of interest. Quentin, keep going. And there's, a, there's curious ooze that almost seemed to have absorbed his bullet. He, That fellow Andy should have been hit. I've seen many of many of man shot in war. It, this was most unnatural what happened. And I'm going to say, did it, did it look like a... Oh, I can't even remember anything close to the accent. Swedish uh, chef. Huh? Swedish Ern, chef. Ernge, oh. Ernge. Does it look like what came out of the, the mine? 
Well, I'm not familiar with the mine and what's going on there. I, I wonder if there's a connection, if there's very strange curiosities happening lately. This was something that was most unnatural and not of, not of the world of anything I've ever seen. And I even had to stop for a moment and, and reason in my head with what I was seeing is, was in fact real. But so I, the stories of what come out of the mine are that they're, uh, it's like a black sort of smoky floating liquidy kind of stuff. And I don't know what they're using it for because I've never seen it myself. I wish I'd made it into the bar before this conversation started. <laughs> uh, make a make a luck roll. We'll see when you get into it. Okay. Uh, that's a success. All right. So as you're walking down the street, you get kind of a flustery, uh, urgent feeling that like. You just get FOMO. You get Wild West FOMO and you start puffing it down the street to get to body bills. And uh, you get there as Yockers relaying. Uh, You see the table of them and you recognize Philip, of course, because you saw him wrist deep in somebody's chest. And uh, you, um, you, you make your way in however you want to Pull up to the tables, your choice. Okay, but you said as Yaker was describing what? What were you describing? So you probably heard me talking about uh, the how the stuff coming out of the gun, based on the way that Quentin described it, sounds like maybe it's what comes out of the mines, um, oh. sort of a dark, smoky, liquidy kind of stuff. But I've never seen the last okay. thing you would have heard me say is, but I've never seen it before. Hmm. Yaker, can I just, uh, can I join you all for a minute? Oh, hi, Florence. Come and sit. Philip, right? Yeah, do you want your handkerchief? Because I'm happy to give you back the other half. <laughs> I, I really wish it's you keep stomach it. can't handle the handkerchief. <laughs> it's mostly dry now. I'm sort of mm. doing it in here. A little stiff. See, you know, I'm just, I'm wearing a different skirt. I'm all set. Thank you. All right, anybody? I, I, that I'll keep it. I'm happy to keep it. But at Yaker, you were uh, you were talking about the stuff from the mines. I'm sorry, I came in in the middle, and I, I just uh, I'm trying to figure out what happened earlier, and I'm still a little thrown. But wh- what well, were you Lawrence, saying? Uh, you I can just, ask Quentin. Uh, Quentin ma'am, I don't, I don't and I, I said, let me introduce my. Quentin. He just screams in the middle of, of interrupting the whole conversation. <laughs> Philip, yep. do a medical roll. It is supernatural. <laughs> Some force has frozen him to keep him from talking. I got a seven. I got a seven. seven. You got a seven. It the funny thing is, it's though. not Zoom. That actually happened to Wayne in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what. Actually, it's eight thirty. Let's just take a let's take a pause while he gets back online, and okay. uh, we'll take our break right here. Is that okay? Sure. Sounds good. Uh, yep. We'll we'll okay. take a uh, uh, seven eight minute break and okay. uh, uh, be back in a few. <laughs> okay, so we're back from break. <laughs> 
Let's continue. It's been an extremely long break. That was lots of fun. It was also filthy. Michael? <laughs> I'm crying inside. <laughs> Coated in filth and dead. Uh, y'all are... Uh, Florence had just arrived and she was jumping in on Yocker's conversation uh, mm-hmm. about the... About yeah, How all it, I heard yeah. was him comparing a bullet to this to the stuff that they're the Lomava that they're mm-hmm. mining, and I don't know what is going on. So I would love some explanation. The bullet from earlier is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's uh, he uh, could tell the story about what happened. So sorry, I was just getting distracted. Um. Uh. So who are you, sir? I don't think we've met. <laughs> I told you he was doing that. Right there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're making fun of you. Is what's going on? Uh oh, did I lose you? No, no, we're still here, dude. <laughs> it's okay, Grandpa. We're we're still here. Are you still there on the other end of my giant push button phone? <laughs> I'm looking at it. I don't see you guys. <laughs> I don't see any video here on my. I'm rotary phone. Yeah, I'm looking at the TV and talking on the <laughs> phone. Why isn't it working? <laughs> I'm eating a Daner. It's not working. Um, yes, I was going to say uh, the bullet that uh, was shot by uh, Andy. I believe it was Andy. Um, just disappeared into this grayish cloud that emanated from uh, from Pete seems like where his gun was and just sort of disappeared into it and gobbled up and emulsified just gone uh and then he shot his opponent dead uh you know i could see pete but peter i could not see a gun it just seemed like the bullet came from nowhere well that was the curious thing i thought there was a gun but i started questioning my senses and and uh, I had to roll, make a sanity roll. Um, <laughs> my, my, oh, my really? Everything seemed off because, of course, he would have a gun. But then, maybe there were—you are correct. There wasn't a gun in my recollection. There was, but that may be my mind playing tricks on me. Uh, this cloud of smoke—I thought behind it was a gun, but perhaps there wasn't. The whole thing was just incredibly unnatural. Seemed rather off. But then, when I thought about it more, it—it it did happen. I absolutely saw it. It happened. There's something very, very wrong and strange with that fellow. And when I talked to him, I had an inkling of a feeling that there was just something, something off, something not quite right. I've met a lot of curious characters up and down the East Coast and never had this feeling about another person or I'm not sure. That is so strange. You know, he's visited my shop and he seems like a normal sort of 
self-centered peacock of a man. <laughs> like they all are. Well, you know. Um, so I just wanted to relay that to some of the other people. I'm new to town, you see, and I see that uh, from the conversation that you own a bookstore in town, so you're well acquainted with most of these people, and, uh, and Yaka here is, is uh, well acquainted with most of the people, living and dead. And, uh, and then we have, of course, uh, Philip here, who I believe is newish to town, comes every once in a while from on the outskirts. But this is most curious in this whole stone business, this mercurial eminence coming from the rocks and the mines. I'm, I don't really know much about it. I came for acting work, and, and uh, here we are. I lost my thought. Couldn't have been that good. Well, I'm going to sidle on over and I've been eavesdropping on y'all. You probably haven't noticed. I don't say that to you. I'm saying that to the magical God keep keep creature that uh, oversees <laughs> everything. So, uh, oh, oh, was, I couldn't help but notice. Uh, is that white lightning that you're drinking there? <laughs> It's well, the yes. banshee bitch. Yes, it's the banshee bitch. You, you want a little, uh, you want a little sip there, uh, Padre? Uh, banshee bitch. Uh, oh, I'd love to. What a what a coincidence. My horse is named Banshee. <laughs> oh. ba from the Irish ban, meaning woman, and she meaning spirit. Uh huh. Well, I'm banshee, but uh, that's just trivia that you're probably not interested in. I got this uh, near full bottle of whiskey too I'd be willing to share. Ah, you want to go split skis? Yeah. Yeah, okay. We can try a little of uh, this uh, or that. Uh, do you mind if I sit down? I hope it ain't rude uh, of me to say I, well, I couldn't help but uh, overhear you talking about uh, things of a, uh, a supernatural nature. Yeah, it's some weird shit going on in this town. Now, I, I, I uh, grew up in the wilderness, and uh, I've seen all matter of things that uh, can't be explained, like uh, uh, dark watchers and uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, what are they, the cannibalistic uh, creatures that, uh, the, uh, the false faces, the floating heads, all manner of uh, Native American uh, folklore I've uh, encountered uh, and I heard you talking about a stone that has uh, that they're mining something that might have what, what could be considered magical properties and uh, in my gold mining I myself have encountered uh, a small vein of gold in my own mind uh, that uh, glowed under certain conditions Chris, while you were saying that, Harold conditions. That's yeah. fascinating. I have yet to uh, figure out what those are. I just know it, it glows from time to time. I haven't quite put together what circumstances cause it to do that. Chris, while you're saying that, um, you hear outside um, Harold saying, "Oh, okay, okay, Millie. Gosh, darn it!" And he comes, he comes popping through the door, uh, and sort of looks around 
and sees you guys and says, is that, is that them? Okay. Um, and Harold comes walking over and says, oh, hey, hi there, uh, folks. Uh, I, I hear you folks are, are uh, talking about the, the Loma Lava. Okay. Mind, if I, mind if I join in? Yeah, sure, Lama Harold. Lava. Pull, Pull up, up a chair. chair. Oh, oh, hello, Florence. Uh, nice to see I'm you. A, I'm a stranger to the town, so bar, far be it from me to uh, exclude anyone from a, a social gathering. You're oh, welcome. Uh, uh, what's your What's your poison? We got white lightning here, and we got uh, a nice bottle of whiskey. Oh, I'll, I'll, Bo, go, Quentin, I'll just get a nail. Harold. Uh, Bo, Quentin, nice, nice to meet you. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome, Harold. Harold to our it, fine uh, town. Yep, yep. Harold, uh, howdy, Yocker. We know good each other there. from town. Yeah. Uh, actually, I had not introduced myself. Thank you, Florence. Oh, How rude I of just me. knew. <laughs> <laughs> you just look like a bow, honey. Yeah, I am a bow. And uh, what'd you say your name was, ma'am? Florence. Florence. And uh, the fella with the white lightning, no, oh, your name is. Uh... I'm Phil. Philip Diana. Philip. Philip. <laughs> Philip. Diana. Diana. I think he said Diana. Diana, like the lady's Dana. name, Philip Diana. Philip Diana. Philip Diana. That's a Dana. very okay. interesting Phillip. accent you got there, uh, Philip. Wait, where's Where's that Where's that from? And I, I know. I... Oh, sorry. From back out east, uh, Massachusetts Pass. You know, that's. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna give away too much more than that about myself. Uh, Philip, you oh. know, I'm from Springfield. <laughs> why, why? Now, why don't you have that same kind of accent there, Florence? It's a different area. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand you can that. Tell, the accents are just oh, just a very little bit. It's subtle, but if you but if you pay attention, you can pick up on it. There's very subtle geographic differences between the uh, uh, Springfield and uh, my, uh, my residence over there, Miskatonic. But uh, well, well, this is all going on. I'll pull up a chair for Harold and make sure Florence has a chair as well. So, oh, thank you, Yocker. Very sweet of you. Yeah, I'm here to help. So, so what's this Lomo, Moco, Lomo, Badobo? <laughs> Moco, yeah. what the hell Lomo you saying, Philip? That's a weird one. Palmolive? <laughs> My hands are soaking Palmolive. in it. It makes me think of that old that soap, Lava. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lava. Mm-hmm. Lava, yeah. Lomava. It had, it had pumice in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, why why did the subject come up here today? And after a shooting and all, because the magic bullet. Well, Yaka, well, it's not Harold, magic. But, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a magic there, bullet. There was something most curious that happened at a gunfight in the middle of the street. A bullet was just sort of absorbed in this puff of grayish oozy smoke from that most curious fellow. Uh, Oh, see, I thought that Andy absorbed the bullet with his chest. I, well, I didn't that did notice happen. that other part. I but was watching, was a... and I, I didn't see any other thing get absorbed. I just saw the one that went away there into poor Andy. Well, he should have been hit. He was shot dead on, and he, he should be expired at this point. But he's not because of this most unnatural event that occurred right in front of him. 
Oh, that's very now interesting. Now I'm confused. And now how I'm does... I'm pretty sure he expired. Yeah, I think you're talking about the other guy. Fisher Andy's dead. I, uh, <laughs> we, we tore his chest open in the process. <laughs> and, uh, we stuck a hot poker inside and used up some of Florence's uh, skirt to uh, uh, soak up the blood and staunch it. But, uh... hey, yeah, I, I did notice that. that. My, uh, my Uncle Jeb is probably going to be embalming him soon. <laughs> that was some pretty good uh, medical techniques you used there, there Philip. Where did you learn that? Yet. No, I learned that back over in uh, school, you see. I'm, uh, I was uh, trained uh, back in the day, and uh, I've always got my, my, my bag on me. And, you uh, you trained, school of trained hard for knocks. what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had two different conversations occurring at the same time. I, I'm happy to answer either of you uh, sequentially. What, you, uh, you go ahead there, Florence. Yeah, I said, well, was that the school of hard knocks? Uh, you could uh, you could make a uh, uh, argument about that back out east. Uh, plenty of hard knocks out there. I was given some of them. But no, this uh, this was uh, uh, the uh, school of medicine out east. Uh. Hmm. What, what on earth made there. you leave uh, what I would assume would have been a profitable medical practice back east to come out to these, some would say, God-forsaken uh, territories? I, uh, well, the, uh, the promise and fortune of, uh, of a venture, uh, venturing out uh, west and uh, the, in the search for a doctor out west, and I figured I may be able to uh, help, uh, help those in a less saturated environment. And um, uh, I took my... I took my I took some people out with me, and uh, well, anyway, that's that. So now I'm here in town. Okay, okay. Or I mean, outside of town, in the mountains. I don't really do medicine too much anymore. We should just move on. So, wait a minute. You're saying you gave up on your profession after all that training? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, things happen, Bo, you know, things happen, and uh, sometimes you just got to move on, you know, you just got to, uh, well, you're trying I, I understand, to I was, I was raised in, uh, in the wilderness, and I understand the emotional draw it can have on you, perhaps uh, you yourself have been drawn into the, the sense of calm and connectedness to nature. But Mr. Donna, what I, I seem to hear you saying is you did something dreadfully wrong. I mean, that's, that's not, 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 now you're barking up the wrong tree there, buddy. All right. All right. <laughs> I did nothing wrong. Did absolutely nothing wrong. Okay. Ooh, can I do a psychology role to sense if he did something wrong? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it does seem like you, uh, you don't really want to continue this line. Of, of uh, 17. I made fine. it. Um, make Philip make a luck roll. <laughs> uh, thirty-seven. Okay. Um, Bo, you um, you do sense that uh, uh, is that a hard success? No, just a regular success. Just a regular success. Uh, you you sense definitely that there's some discomfort in what Philip's saying. Um, but not necessarily wrongdoing, right? Like he's, you sense that he's grappling with the, with the gravity of it. Does that make sense? Sure. 
Okay. Okay. But at that yeah. time, before you can follow up, Marissa slides in and uh, puts her arm around Quentin and says, oh. uh, says, oh, you, you do make fast friends around town, don't you? Well, dress nicely, friends come to you. You know, dress terrible, flies come. And, and she looks at Harold and she says, Harold, we don't see you around here very often. What, what brought you out to the boom tonight? Well, uh, Millie told me that, uh, that, that there was some, some conversation happening here that maybe I ought to be a part of. Uh, and it seems that, that that kind of actually is the case. Uh, as soon as I came in here, it seems that there's folks having a, having a talk about the, the Loma Lava. And as you know, I'm very interested in that. So oh. I, I'm very curious as to, to what actually happened there between Andy and Pete, because it seems like maybe it wasn't quite as simple as, as it looked from, from my window. Oh, would I would I be so presumptuous to say that the six of you are conspiring? We are not uh, conspiring, my dear. What, what we're doing is simply seeking an explanation, an explanation for something that was most curious and unnatural. And I do sense that perhaps you know a little bit more, my dear. Oh, I know that two men walked out in the street in Bloodstone and one of them drew his gun and one of them came back inside. Isn't that what and normally what happens the... when two men walk out on the street and draw their guns? Usually two one of them, guns are drawn. One... Right. Exactly. When two guns are drawn and one wins in a most unnatural, curious, strange fashion. Uh, and she says... Hmm. Well, I just know that no man who's drawn his gun against Pete has ever walked away. And whoever that man was out in the street, he probably should have known it. Can I get y'all another round of whiskey? How's that bottle doing? Well, Mar Marissa, you've explained his incredible confidence in going to a gunfight. The fact that he's never lost and that he seems to be using something unfair well i would just say if his god-given ability to rip his long steel out of his holster faster than anybody else and any other man makes it unfair then i wouldn't be drawing my steel out of its holster against him would you ah uh, but then perhaps i wouldn't we should then perhaps his opponent shouldn't be drawing steel against him. Perhaps something else. Well, I'll leave you six to conspire about what that else might be. But if you need anything, I'm happy to come down. Can I just do a psychology roll and see if I get the sense she's she's she knows more mm. than she's letting on? Absolutely. Uh, see the 27, which is for me a hard success. Okay. Uh, she is, um, uh, you, you are, a, you, you're very clear about the fact that she's just seen a lot, right? I mean, she's the bartender at, uh, the house of boom. And so, um, she's seen a tremendous amount. And you also know that she's trying to 
maybe show off and be particularly careful about what she says so that she looks very uh, attractive, not physically, but attractive to Quentin. Does that make sense by attractive? Yes. Yeah. Was there any part in that discussion, particularly about Pete, that it seems like she gave something away either with her eyes or her facial expressions, either a sense of fear or concern or trepidation? Yeah. Like, is there a thread there, you know what I mean, that I can hone in on? Sure. She, she paused as she was talking about uh, how any man who's drawn steel against uh, Pete uh, hasn't hasn't walked away, and uh, you caught a slight gulp, not like not mm-hmm. obvious, but a slight gulp, and her eyes dart. Uh, so if we if we know that the House of Boom and the House of Busts share kind of a wall in the middle of them, and there's a there's a, a doorway mm-hmm. through them, her eyes darted off, basically towards what would be the second floor of the uh the brothel oh, yeah that's right uh, you said that pete had gone into the brothel right and her her eyes kind of she she took a slight gulp and her eyes darted off in that direction but it was very like it was not it was not meant to be a lead and it was not meant to be a give it was just something you picked up on okay mm-hmm. that's great got So is there is there anything else I can help you six with as you continue your theorizing? We are set for the moment. Uh, the only thing we might need is uh, is more beverages at some point for our our new friends, and other than that, just a, a bit of a a bit of quiet to talk amongst ourselves. I, I'll be happy to give that. Yaker, do blow your uncle a kiss for me. Oh, thank uh-huh. God you added to that. <laughs> yeah of course i will it'll be down soon to visit um, yaker i didn't see you there i know you we met earlier and that's not I a height thing i just didn't happen to be looking I, I, that I, the direction the Would you say you overlooked him? For the funeral? No, because you didn't tell me you had $3 plain pine boxes you could have set me up with. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, my uncle tells me I sell the cheap stuff too much and I got to learn how to sell the expensive stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's no way you were selling $10 coffins to all those children that have been dead children that have been parading through town. Oh, <laughs> But uh, suffice to say, he's in a better place now. Yeah, I bet you just threw him out of the town. Somewhat out of the town. I think his feet might technically still be in the <laughs> confines of the community. Oh, oh, oh. Well, think that's I just want to, if I can interject here on the phone with hearing your voices, and I love listening to old, old radio shows. It has a sense of without the video, the an old radio show. I actually really like it with the accent. It's really funky. Nice. Uh, so, Michael, do I know Pete 
from being in town? Do I know who he is and, and anything about him? Uh, you, you know uh, pretty much what uh, Marissa said, right? That um, he is an exceptionally fast draw. Nobody who's lived in town for a long time would ever even think about challenging him to a draw. Um, he's, uh, uh, he's, you would also know that he's put several famous outlaws in the grave, uh, who've mm -hmm. challenged him to shootouts and they've challenged oh. him to shootouts, uh, not for any particular reason, except that they wanted to beat him. And since, what about since... Andy? What do I know about him? Make a knowledge roll. Uh, that would be a failure. That's an 85. Yeah. He was, I, you don't know anything about him. Just okay. some guy. How long so is this uh, Pete? How long has this Pete fella been uh, living Docker, in Docker Tech your feed community? Oh, is that better? Oh, sorry, I just saw it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll ask that. Oh, I'll ask that to any of the locals. Yeah, you, this, yeah. I, I won't answer that for you. I don't know how long you all have been uh, living here, but uh, do you know when Pete uh, swept into town? I've I've been here for about six years, and he's been here longer than that. Keeper. Yeah, I've been here my whole life, and I think he's been around as long as I've been around, right? Oh, so he is a a fixture in the community. Then, um, is uh, he, do you know if he comes from? Uh, you know, he seemed to have been very well dressed. Does he come from some? Is he a scion of some? well-heeled family he's a good poet that's what i mean how can a man make a living as a poet unless he's he's financed by uh, a wealthy family do you all know who the wealthy families are in town oh of course i know all the wealthy families they are the ones that own the mines but I don't know that I ever see him working with him. Hmm. Uh, Michael, just a game question. Um, you asked me yeah. to make a knowledge roll. I don't. Uh, I, I just assumed it was a failure because I have an eighty-five. But um, I, I'm not seeing knowledge on my sheet. It, does that fall under, oh, another, under another category? Intelligence. Uh, there's. There or... should be. Let me just pull up the sheet. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, not. It's definitely not in the skills. So it would either. I, I would think either be um, edu or uh, yeah. So on mine it yeah. says edu slash know. So it's it's your yeah. Okay. Uh, so it is you could, edu. You could use either on that one in particular. Probably just your intelligence or your, um, yeah, or your edu, which is your no. Okay. So, well, if it's yeah. if it's my intelligence then i actually made it it would be a success yeah it should probably follow it it would be local knowledge so okay. edu so edu yeah. okay yeah. then that would be a failure excellent 
Uh, and one thing I wanted to, I just remembered something and I wanted to make sure everyone knows this. I've mentioned the dead children a couple times. And uh, just so you all know, they all belong to the same family. Oh, that's, that's terrible. What, that. uh, yeah, what, they what all family belong. is actually, that? Actually, uh, Florence and Harold, you probably know them. Alfred Rose. Oh, They're a yeah, local family. You I should think. know them. Do, do I know the rules? And, uh, and y'all would know them. Alfred Rose. Uh, uh, actually, you two make a, y'all might not know him. Make a knowledge roll, both of you. So that's education. No, it's uh, uh, intelligence. Oh, yeah, yeah, edu. Sorry. Yeah, it's edu. Sorry. <laughs> Yaker. Yeah, I mean, I'll take of, intelligence. Over what period of time have all these children uh, passed away? Are we talking a short period of time? I think in the last couple months, yeah, it's been pretty. It's faster have, than any family should ever have to live with. Was there any Extreme. indication that it was uh, some sort of pestilence? Uh, I'd have to ask because I I embalmed them, right? Like we we buried them. Not yeah, embalmed, they're we... um they're all stillborn, is what you would. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. I thought. Uh, kid Wait, kids. Oh. How many kids? They. This they was a pretty rapid in... succession. How yeah. could they have all been stillborn to the same man? Like oh. it gets around woman. that, that Al. I I have heard <sighs> stories about him. That's a mathematical <laughs> conundrum. Nobody said same woman. Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's a sex cult leader. Uh, Florence. Uh. You you know him to be the um, the wagon driver for the mines. He delivers. Uh, he, he makes deliveries from the mine to the train station. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So to be clear, he had many stillborn children with many different women, and Yaker, you knew that all of these women slept with him. Well, that's he just. Why you know? That's what he told me. He okay. told me that they were all his children. Every time one of them died, he would bring it in for us to bury. What a tragedy. Well, that's not very honorable, is it? How no. many, uh, how many see, children are, are... How many children are we talking now? What did you say, Michael? Six? Yeah, six in the last few months. And what was did the man's name, particularly... Alfred. Alfred Rose. Did he seem particularly upset at all? Uh, or was it just kind of he did it in a mechanical fashion? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, eh, he didn't seem too sad. He seemed sad enough. Uh, he had to pay me every time. He didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. Hmm. Uh, uh, he wasn't ripping his hair. When he what? delivers, this I don't stuff mind from the saying mind. that is some fucked up shit. There, that <laughs> he, that ain't natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was There's upset. More... Uh, hmm. he was upset. And he came. Uh, the other thing that I noticed is, I think, and the voice from on high will tell me if this is incorrect, but I think uh, <laughs> they were all girls, and uh, all of them. Wait. Oh, 
you got to give me this information continuously. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can't give me, you can't give me the bits and then the other bits. Uh, <laughs> so he was always more upset when the boys were dead. It's he would kept saying that he wants an heir. He wants a male son. Uh, and when he brought the girls in, he would just drop them off. But for the boys, he was more upset. Oh, it sounds like kind of a dick. Uh, and when when he drives that wagon back and forth from the mine uh, to the train, oh, when do you have to have your thing wh- in? What what's he carrying there on the wagon? I think I can... And how far into oh. the mine is he going? Yes, you can. That's a Florence question. Uh, you could make an intelligence roll on it. Either Me? one of you, yeah, for an idea. Oh, all right, I'll do for it. me or for Florence? For Yocker or Florence could oh, make okay. it an intelligence to see if they have an idea. Okay, that's a success. I succeeded too. Yeah, so I mean your best guess, right, is that he's he's transporting Lomava out of the line out of the mine. Oh, okay. Well, I, I have heard that that can have some effects on people. Like what? But, yeah. Well, that? well, maybe in this case, it's it's making him uh, some kind of weird sterile, so that he can he can make a baby, but the, the baby doesn't live. I think it also makes him more attractive to women. But yeah, is he oh, well, some that, sort that of seems to is be he a Mormon? Too. Why does he have so many women bearing his children? Well, I'm thinking he has a lot of money. That could be part of it too. And the people getting pregnant are some of the people from Body Bills, perhaps. Oh, and, and maybe the maybe the substance could be uh, could be adding to his virility as well, but but then ironically making it less fertile. Is there a doctor here? Nope, nope don't think there is. Don't think there is. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, oh, there's a famous one named Red. You go to old Red's uh, place. He's a great sawbones. Yeah, and I, yeah, a couple. Could and I'm also jump talk in. to Sage. You know, I'm gonna jump in real quick. And, and then, if you believe in spiritual healing, which of course we all do, you go to Philomena. So I'd say uh, a couple of the women worked here. A couple of the women were were hookers, but no, a few of them were just okay. regular old locals. And he didn't have a lot of money. He was just a wagon driver. Mm. Uh, all right, all right. I, I don't know if I believe all this business about uh, uh, some magical uh, minerals that are going to make him virile, but at the same time uh, uh, cause some sort of defects in a consecutive fashion. That seems preposterous. Although, if it's true, I would like to get my hands on something that maybe bring it back to you. So. <laughs> Well, I, th- I think the evidence is kind of pointing in that direction. Uh, what, you know, there's been a whole lot of anecdotal evidence that I've been hearing around. And then here we, we got one example. Mm, although well, there's other I, people. That... I just like. Oh, go ahead. I, I just like to propose as a group here. We have a curiosity happening in town. We have an interesting character who seems to be using unnatural means to dispose of people or have an advantage over them. We've got strange happenings with uh, stillborn children. We've got this odd material being pulled out of the mines, which may be uh, causing terrible things to happen to people. Um, but we have some leads. We have some interesting people we have to talk to. Should we make a, should perhaps we make a deal to work as a group together to 
figure out what's going on in this strange, most curious town. Well, I do like a good puzzle. Uh, hey, Yacher, before we answer that question, have you heard of any other children not surviving? That's what I was going to say. If uh, there's other people that also interact with uh, Loma Lava or whatever this stuff is called, and I don't know of any of them that have the same problems. You you would know... Well, maybe you wouldn't. Make a, make a knowledge roll on this one. Mm, fail. Okay. You just know that there's a lot of people who who come in on the train to work at the mine, a lot of families, um, but that you you don't ever see them. You don't ever see any of those bodies. You you seldom see the the bodies of miners. So, uh, uh, Quentin, there, I, I'd be happy to help solve this uh, this conundrum. I, I do enjoy a good puzzle, and uh, I, I, if there's anything I can do to, to lend a hand to help out, I'd be happy to. I I, I appreciate that because what I saw was uh, what I saw was something I've never seen before. And when there's a curiosity or something that's unfair happening in town, or or actually causing causing the, the the demise of these children, which are innocent innocent children. Uh, who should be living. That's terribly unfair. And anything unfair, we should look into. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, you, sure we're, talking, uh, we're talking about uh, the strangeness of the miners there. Have any of you uh, actually gotten a close look at the miners? I happened to be coming into town and I had a brief chat with one. Uh, feller claimed he was 19 years old, but uh, he looked more like he was 90. The skin was just loose hanging off his bones uh there's something uh, he looked like he had uh, one foot in the grave already well, i never see I the miners in my shop i have to say if that's happening there seems to be a uh, perhaps a certain people are being taken advantage of by oh i don't know someone who's quite wealthy perhaps the mine owners are taking advantage of the poorer people around town and to the detriment of their health this one fellow with the wagon is, has stillborn children. This uh, other fellow who should be 19 looks 90. Is it fair that these people are taking advantage of by someone who's particularly wealthy? And perhaps uh, we saw one of these wealthy people right in the street today who's taking advantage of innocence around them. Well, I, I brought in three wagons full of miners. and uh, Like I say, I've known miners for, for years now and all these fellers you know, maybe they're taking advantage of once they get here, but, uh, you know, they got dollar signs in their eyeballs that uh, brought them here. Although uh, what, uh, you're, the, what you're saying is true. There was a, a money man who financed the whole whole trip and uh, the, the rest of the crew seemed to be kind of still wet behind the ears. Sort of. What I suggest is maybe one of us um, perhaps looks into the and looks into the idea of becoming a miner without without becoming a, a, a miner in fact uh, just to see what their process is and if they're duping these people and leading them well, in an unfair way promising them a salary but not letting them know about the uh, the demise of their own health 
Uh, well, that would work toward uh, helping me with, with another iron I got in the fire. Uh, there's a fella I'm looking for. I suspect he's working in the mine, and I've been trying to figure out a way I could uh, get close and maybe talk to some of the miners. That sounds like a, a great idea for me. So are we uh, well, anybody in agreement else? there? <clears throat> in, anybody else? Uh, the the only other... Are we in agreement that uh, we're going to uh, try and uh, see what, what we can find out here? Sure. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's I, I would put one postulate there out on the table. We can discuss this at a later time, potentially. Uh, but that would be, should we uh, entice Pete down uh, uh, under the pretense of a drink or purchasing a, uh, a lady for him? celebration of his victory to gain favor and to uh, maybe uh, gain some insight on what's uh, going on with him. Uh, Philip, I, I, I shouldn't, I would suggest we don't be too hasty. Let our, let our, uh, the person of interest do their thing so we can observe them for a while. We can get some information before we uh, spark any, uh, spark anything inside of them, which might lend him to, look at us in a curious manner. We'll just be normal everyday folk and uh, let him do his thing while we're investigating him. Yeah, and I, I'm certainly interested to know what, what happened to Andy's wife that, that Andy thought that Pete had something to do with. Oh, very what, what good is it, what is, Was it his wife? I, I, he says, oh. I, knew, I knew you took her. Could be his yeah. grand, grandma. I don't know. Oh, I just assumed mm. wife, but... Whoever it is that that Andy could be, could be her, his horse. If someone took my yeah. horse, I would be absolutely. It could have been a chicken. Up. It could have been his. He might have had a really good chicken that might have oh, been yeah. a really oh, good egg layer. Oh, those chickens that, are loving, loving animals. Absolutely, <laughs> that would be infuriating if somebody took his favorite Abs chicken. Uh, oh, I agree. And and if they took his mink. Forget about it. Oh, absolutely. That means you do they not make good want coats, to grab onto another man's mate. That's for sure. You never that's know what, what you're going to get. Back to the consent conversation. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, okay. talking, we're well, talking about mink, Phillips. Philip, minks. We're, we're talking about the minks. You're talking about minks? Yep, that, that's, what we're, that's what we're discussing. <laughs> Those little, those little, those little prolonged, uh, elongated rat, rat sphinx there. Yeah, I suppose so. You know, they carry a lot of diseases and vectors. You got to be careful about things. Join us in two weeks when we find <laughs> out if the minks are contagious. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, so I take it we're gonna we're gonna end it here for the evening. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good stopping point. Unless anybody feels the need to throw any last bit in. No, I just I just for the sake of it's going to be two weeks. So just can we just lay out now that we're all are aware right now, like what do we want to do next? So that because it's going to be we're going to have to try and remember stuff next time. Let's uh, let's do our close, our wrap, and then okay. we'll, we'll talk about that post. Okay. All right. Uh, on that note. We are going to call it for the week. Uh, we are off next week because a bunch of us are going to hang out in the woods, throw plastic around, do some kayaking, 
Uh, we will be back two weeks on Thursday to continue our adventures in the Bloodstone. It seems that there are some mysteries afoot, and we have come together as a group to try and solve some of them. So thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time. <laughs>